Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, of course, Phil Better, and I'm so happy to introduce our guest today. They are passionate about helping e-commerce brands grow their revenue, retain and attract customers with powerful marketing strategies. For over two decades, our guest has been trailblazing marketing leader at the cutting edge of technology. They co-founded the first social media storytelling company in Canada in 2008 and have and has since served as marketing executive for some of Canada's most prominent bands. This long-term experience has provided her with a profound understanding of all types of marketing and insight into the current trends and data. Marketing is always changing and they love, our guest loves helping brands navigate the ever-changing landscape. They offer e-commerce marketing growth strategies for small to mid, uh, sorry, yeah, small to mid-sized companies. They're a perfect blend of heart and performance. Please welcome Debbie Collins from DC Digital X. Debbie, thank you for showing up today. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Very good to be here. I'm excited. I love your thank you i'm very proud of it as well because uh it, it it's fun to say have a i hope i made you feel better today i'm um, an infinite everybody thinks about me whenever they hear it so it's a very great branding strategy on my end and my parents so i'm very thankful for that um no kidding thumbs up to great uh, branding there we go hi uh, Debbie, I, I read off this nice little uh, bio intro for you, but I know my guests would love to hear from you a little bit about yourself. So do you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Debbie. I'm the co-founder of Deep Digital X. We are an e-commerce marketing agency here in beautiful Vancouver, um, British Columbia. And um, I have been on the entrepreneurial journey since 2007, with a couple of little breaks in between, we're going back to corporate life. Mm-hmm. Um, but my heart has always been in entrepreneurship. It is a place that you can thrive and be creative and grow personally, emotionally in every area. Um, and I just love it. It's so great for your mind, body, and soul. And uh, my my journey began in I, 2007, I had worked um, in traditional marketing for many years, and I found it extremely boring, putting up billboards and doing TV commercials and newspapers, and it was super boring. And uh, and social media came to the came to the forefront. Um, people were using Facebook personally, but businesses weren't. And I read a book called The New Marketing and PR by this man called David Meerman Scott. 
And the book resonated with me so much. And it was talking about how companies are going to be marketing online. And uh, that was kind of a fat, kind of like a real disconnect because we were all spending time on newspaper ads and digital um, and billboards and not online. So I created a social media storytelling company. Uh, It was the first of a kind in Canada. And it was it was a crazy journey because nobody understood it. They were like, yeah, we're using Facebook personally, but how is a company going to be online talking about it? That makes no sense. So it was a very hard sell. Um, there was no line item on people's budget for so marketing way back when. Um, Twitter wasn't even around at the time. So it was like a lot of time, you know, knocking on the doors. Everybody wanted to hear about it and learn about it. Uh, but people were not ready to take that um, that jump. And uh, Vancouver had just launched, um, was just opening up this really cool hotel that just launched in Yale Town called Opus Hotel. And they took they took a chance on me. They were a really cool hotel. They were boutique and hip, and they had a nightclub. And they were like, "We want to do something different. We need to stand out." So they were my first client. Um, and I transformed social media marketing into the Canadian industry. And it was super cool. Um, and when you have a really cool brand that takes a chance on you, it's kind of a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And so I got um, the biggest shopping centers in Vancouver and um, some technology companies. And me and my business partner launched social media storytelling for companies. We took people's websites, their static, boring websites, and we created a thing called a storytelling machine, which was basically a blog. And we incorporated their storytelling machine. And then we went out with video crews and went out and did video blogging and created social media strategies for our company. That's an experience. That's insane. Well, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and we had the joy of doing that for five or six years. Uh, I would I traveled around a ton. I did a lot of speaking on social media. In fact, John Lennon Liverpool Airport um, hired hired us to do a storytelling uh, theme for for their airport um, and invited us to speak at one of the travel conferences. So it was we were kind of leading we were like leading the road. Right. And it was it was very cool. Um, it was such a ride. I um, unfortunately, I didn't continue on. I went through a personal tragedy and I had to decide between, you know, business or family. Um, my brother was was quite ill and was passing and I couldn't do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, learned very quickly that my capacity to manage stress and 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 run a business was 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 pretty wasn't there. So I took um, I took the chance to spend the last time with my brother, which was an incredible experience. And I put my business aside, and it was always left a little empty empty hole in my heart. Um, and so during COVID, I went back on the entrepreneurial journey again, and I don't regret it at all. I'm doing e-commerce marketing, not as cool as social media marketing was back when, but it's similar because it's e-commerce is, is growing, um, tenfold 
most companies have or want to become an e-commerce brand. And so what I do is I help e-commerce brands understand the conversion strategy. So create um, create a website that um, that's optimized for conversion, making sure that people understand the product, that they know where to buy, how to buy, making sure all the tools and tips and attributes are included and, and using that psychology of how people can buy. Um, making sure that that's all incorporated, and uh, and then I take um, making sure that communication, um, the customer journey communication, is there. Um, I know that you know when you're online and you buy something. So, what it, my 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 favorite memory is, I bought a robe, and the communication from the company when I bought my first linen robe was incredible. They they sent me email communication almost every day, getting me excited about my linen robe that was coming. They sent me email on how it was going to arrive, how to take care of it when it arrived, how to iron it, how to wash it. So by the time the robe came, I was so excited about my purchase. The robe was kind of average. Experience. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I realized I want to do that for brands. I want to make that experience, that whole commerce experience, so incredible that before your product arrives, you're excited. Oh, that's that's awesome. I like. I don't wear a robe, but I'll, if I received an email saying like for this shirt, how to take care of this shirt, make sure that it's perfect, and even the shirt is sub like it's not as the highest quality, you know, for the price. But I did. I felt that the company took the time just to help me with that, I would definitely return and probably check out what other stuff they have because they took the time to make sure that their stuff is taken care of. I agree. Customer loyalty is everything. And, you know, pe- people want to, if you're going to take care of your customers like that well during their customer journey throughout their buying, throughout their buying purchase or buying their buying, their buying journey, then you are going to assume that that they take care of choosing their product and that their details in creating that product, selling that product is going to be just as authentic as the company. Oh, yeah, no, that that just that buys my loyalty right there. You care enough about your product. You want me to take care of the product just as well. So that shows that you want me to take care of this so I don't continually have to return or find a new product. That, wow. Yeah, no, that's genius. I'm glad you're doing that. You're again on the forefront because I don't think a lot of companies are doing that type of marketing. Or I mean, they, they, they're they they're not, they don't, um, they, they, they talk about the customer journey, but I don't think um, they, they think about what that actually means. And the customer journey starts as soon as you know someone lands on your website like we all focus on the traffic we need more traffic we need more traffic we absolutely need more traffic but that traffic we worked really hard to get we spent money on digital ads and seo and influencer marketing and and social media marketing to get people to the website but if that website is not um selling someone when they get there, doesn't create, I call it the hero's journey, like how your product is going to change their life and then keep showing them, you know, brand authority of why that product is going to change their life, then you're going to lose them. And then when they do create 
you know, an action. So they add something to the cart uh, and say their phone rings. And so they get distracted and they leave that item in the cart. If you're not actually sending emails and reminding them, you're losing a lot of money. You're leaving a lot of money on the table. 69% of people abandon their cart. And they're, they only abandon their cart. It could be shipping, but it also could be personal. An email comes in, a phone call, they have to go pick up the kids. We don't know. So having sh- making sure that there's communication on abandoned cart, actually when they look at something on their website and when they actually make that purchase. So when they make a purchase, making sure that there's you know, communications for that purchase, but then there's that post-transactional communication. Hey, hope you enjoyed your product. Did it arrive on time? Here's a couple of questions we want to do better. You know, that communication that you give them post-purchase is what create creates returning customers. And, you know, that loyalty is, is created from the moment they start on that site. Subscribe to your e-newsletter. What kind of communication is created when they subscribe to your e-newsletter? Are you um, sending them an email and explaining to them who you are when they subscribe? Are you giving them a gift when they subscribe to that email? Like, give me your email address nowadays is, you know, it's, it's, it's currency. Mm-hmm. It's how companies build their brand. It's how they're, those are your customers. So if you're, if you want people to subscribe to your email newsletter, make sure you're giving them something. Is it an offer? Maybe it's an ebook or a recipe book. It all depends on the brand and the product, but make sure it's something that they want or it's something that solves an, a problem because it's a gift for their email address. Once you get their email address, you can start that communication. And that email communication means that you're communicating to people that want to hear from you. Social media, digital ads, those aren't people who want to hear from you. You're amplifying the communication. Email marketing, you're actually speaking directly to people who want to hear from you. You can personalize your email. You know what what they like, what they've looked at, what they've purchased. You can continue that relationship on a personal level. And not only does it create loyalty, but it also creates revenue. They say that if you're if you're using email marketing to the best of your ability, 30% of your online revenue should be coming from email marketing. That's astonishing. Whenever I do email audits and I look through, I'm like, wow, there's so much money on the table. We can make so, so minor tweaks and increase their conversion um, by like four, four X. So it, it's, there is such, um, there's such a benefit to email marketing and conversion marketing and you're just you're still doing social media marketing you just transitioned the storytelling to email marketing and more on the websites i i love it so you're still in the same world you're still leading the forefront yeah with this that's actually a really cool way of putting it. i never actually thought about it i was like oh yeah you know i'm kind of deviating but you're right i am i am still creating an experience for customers but it's actually um owned media. So it's the media that a brand owns as opposed to the third party, which is not the brand. Not You don't own your social media. You don't own it. You don't own digital, but you own your email list and you own your website. So focusing on what you own is so important. Social media, digital ads, influencer, all very important. 
but you have no control. Like how many brands get their their um, Instagram shut down? TikTok is relentless for shutting down. I mean, I I, I have a client who built their brand on TikTok. They were mm-hmm. making all their sales on TikTok, and then one day it was shut down. And they had nowhere to go, no email addresses, very little web presence, no social media. So I'm a big believer on like making sure that you own your media and you own your marketing um, and use the third party as sort of your acquisition model mm-hmm. and your own media as your retention model. I, I, oh, I am so glad you mentioned this. I, I want to just clip that part, but we're going to go more into it because I'm very, this is something I care about specifically with podcasters mm-hmm. because they, they don't understand the power. Like this is direct. This is like own media that we're talking to your listener or your, your fans could be your clients or whatever. And if you're not connecting with them on the emails, that's where you get them. Like you said, 33% conversion. So if you're not constantly talking to them on a uh, weekly or daily basis about what's going on in your world, you're losing out on potential Patreon fans, supporters paying you per sales of your merch. Oh, so yes. Um, what made you want to start uh, bringing more brands aware of the own media versus the rented media? Um, well, so oh, that's such a good question. I think because when I was running, when I was in corporate and I was running big marketing um, departments, the chaos of marketing is incredible. I mean, every, I call it an octopus. A new leg is grown every day with marketing. You know, one, you know, you have to be an expert in TikTok. You have to be an expert in video creation. You have to be an actor, a singer, a, a copywriter, a designer. You have to be great at performance marketing and analyst. Like, it is incredible. You need to be everything and we all know that we can't be everything. And I always found that third party was, a, it is very effective, but it's the hood ornament. It is the shiny object that every brand focuses on. They throw a ton of money in influencers. They put a ton of money into um, affiliate programs and they don't own the product and they don't own the content. So you can send your product to an influencer and cross your fingers that they're going to create something that goes viral or that is usable that you can use in other um other medium but it's out of your control but when it's own media you control it and you control what your website looks like you control your communications with your customers and i love that email that own media is communicating to people who already love you they want to hear from you and they want to be sold. Influencer marketing, you don't want to be sold to. Like when you're watching social, you're not, you're, not, you're suspicious. You're like, oh, it's a promoted post. Oh, it's a sponsor post. Oh, oh, here she goes again, promoting another brand. Whereas email marketing is like, I love this brand. I, su- I subscribed. So I want to hear from you. And you're actually elated that you get an email that says, oh my God, they have a sale or oh, they have a product launch. It's the only medium that you actually get excited about and to hear and buy from and it's the only way to remind yourself of the brand too we have so many brands swirling through our head so you know that your email is your curated of your favorite brands and you're open to being sold to i um i love the idea that if you have 
inventory, oh, like an overstock of inventory, you can pull up your email list and do a low out sale. Um, I I love that you can you can send out emails on a, on like on a daily basis during the holidays, and you're actually informing people on what to what what like gift ideas. So you're helping them, and I and I, I love that idea. With um with email campaigns, like if you're sending out you know a series like three emails per campaign. So a, a campaign to say, hey, there's a sale. Your second one is like a reminder, the sale is almost over. And then another email saying, hey, today's your last day. The conversion of a three series emails. That's insane. Oh my God. So much. I love this. I, I love this because you're just sharing so much. I know my audience is like, oh, well, I need to have this. And I can share this with my podcasting friends. Say, look, you need to get on email marketing. I it's not just me. It's literally, you know, an OG, if you will, someone who's been in this marketing world for a long time saying it's more important now than ever. Um, so I want to thank you very much for sharing that tidbit. Um I would love to have a memory of how you helped a brand or one of your clients just crush one of their goals or they, they were overwhelmed with the success that they were able to get with working with you. Well, I think, you know, my most recent memory is, is I working, I was working with a brand who, um, their digital ads weren't working and they, they had no idea what to do um and they they hired me to do a email audit and figure out like how they can start you know convert with with covid every like e-commerce was growing 10 times during covid well then it kind of settled back went back to where it was pre-covid so e-commerce brands were we're at we're at a standstill. They were like, okay, wh- where do we spend our money? Digital ads are kind of um, plateauing. Cost of acquisition is through the roof because um, because there's so many brands on there, but also because of the privacy um, rules and regulations. So people were were kind of shifting, and this brand came to us and was like, okay, we're spending we're spending too much on digital ad. Nothing is happening right now. Can you do an audit? I was able to do an audit, give some recommendations, and within 60 days, they went from a 14% um, revenue for email to a 48% um, revenue increase with a few little tweaks. The cool, the key with them is they did have a very big email um, list, and they have an audience that loves them. So when you start off with a list that works and an audience that loves them, but you're not communicating, then that's great advice, even on top of it, the best tip on top. My God, we're getting so much from you, Debbie. I can't thank you enough. Um, we are coming to the spark question. So we're going to jump into that. I'm very interested on in this question from for you because uh, pretty sure you have some more wisdom to share. Oh, it's the exact question I, I I shared with you before. If your younger self were to see you now, what is something they wouldn't believe? Oh, oh shoot! I didn't even think about it when you <laughs> my younger self. Oh my god! That I think my biggest lesson that I have learned is how powerful being a strong communicator is, and 
being able to talk and be vulnerable and be open with yourself because it actually opens so many doors. My younger self was you know, scared of showing my vulnerability and scared of showing my hurt and my and, and my weaknesses. And my my new self is all about sharing and showing. And it's definitely opened myself to a happier and healthier life. And I don't feel like I have as many roadblocks because I am free to talk. And yeah, I feel like that is something I, I'm learning and still learning. I, I dive into books every month about how to communicate better. And it's not easy, especially when they're hard to communicate, hard conversations to have. They take Oh, leaving us with more wisdom. I knew, I am so glad you were on. I'm so happy that I we connected and I have you on the show because damn, you're sharing so much uh, with us. And I can't wait to listen back to the episode and catch anything I've missed because there's pure gold in them hills, as they say. <laughs> um, Debbie, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I'm going to give you the last little bit. Let my audience know where they can connect with you, support you, or even work with you. Oh, thank you so much for listening. It's um, a pleasure being here. Um, you can find me um, on my website at ccdigitalx.com or on TikTok or on LinkedIn under Debbie Collins. Uh, look forward to connecting. Talk to you soon. Excellent. Debbie, I want to thank you again for coming on the show, sharing your story and all that wonderful tips and wisdom with my audience. I can't thank you enough for that. Awesome. And to my audience, I want to thank you so much for listening in. Of course, to connect with uh, Debbie, make sure you check the show notes down below. All the links to Debbie and her company are there so that you can connect with her. And I can't thank you enough for listening. And remember to always invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Feel Better stories of monetization moguls or making moguls this is what i do so make sure you go ahead and check that out but i want to thank you very much for listening and as always remember to invest